If you had 24 hours with me and I couldn't say no, what would we do? Sexual intercourse. That's that's the answer for all of these. Uh, every single one of you that are, well, if you had 24 hours with me, what would you? Sexual intercourse. Every single time. We don't need to do anymore. All done. You're so hot. Hubba hubba. Want to have sex. That's it. No more. The dude that's like, ugh. If I brought you Domino's and I worked at Domino's, what would you do? I'd take the, I'd take the pizza and I'd have sex with you. Because cause you're so attractive. The girl. If I worked at Starbucks and I gave you your drink that you pay for, but I looked at you, what would you do? Intercourse. I would take you to the back and have intercourse because I can't resist you. Okay? Let's, we're all done. There's no more. What else? What, what more do we need? I need to, I need to fucking delete this app, dude. to another let them burn because today we're talking about nobility versus the cookie or as fred durst and limp biscuit said i did it all for the nookie i i know i'm gonna get copyright claimed on that because i already checked it there's a way to do this and yeah so i'm gonna have to go back and edit that after the fact so that it keeps monetizing so if you were here live and you got to see it live you got that little intro end piece there but i had to throw that in because of comments that i saw more recent specifically from ali ali femsafian where she talked about the whole idea of you know I, i'm thinking young guys aren't as worried about nobility as as they are about the cookie. And I'm like thinking, oh, you're new here. Because we've (laughs) never cared about nobility. We all did it for the nookie, so you can take that cookie and shove it up your, yeah. That's the whole point of why we do anything. Think about it, guys. You see the memes. You see the bullshit on social media. A guy's got a mattress on the floor. He's got a big screen on the wall. He's got a, like a $2,000 lazy boy to recline in. He has one fork, one knife, one spoon, one plate, one cup, one bowl, one dish. And he's got his $10,000 video gaming system. And women go, how can you be happy with that? And I look at it and I think, man, if there wasn't women around, there was not even not even the prospect of getting laid. They just didn't exist for some weird reason. Uh, you know, a fucking meteor wiped out the whammon or some weird disease wiped out the whammon. And it's just us dudes that are left. So you can't even fuck if you wanted to. I'm sitting there thinking, man, if that's how it was when I first was growing up, I'd have never left the house. I would have never moved out. I would have never gone anywhere. I'd have been like, I'm going to just stay with dad. And I'm going to work the lowest 
responsibility job that I can get with the minimal pay because fuck all this other bullshit. Because, you know, money is status. Well, of course it's status. Why do guys buy their own place or rent some bullshit apartment with bullshit roommates? It's because we want to fuck, okay? If there wasn't, I would be living with my dad, taking care of him, working for like $8 an hour at Walmart, being a fucking greeter. Because fuck all the bullshit I've seen and dealt with. Because it's bullshit, man. So, of course, it's not about being noble or nobility. Fuck that shit. You know? And that's, nobility's a container word anyway. So, hey, guys, how have you done? How are you, Nick? How are you, Bull? Well, I'm more worried about you. You sound like you're about to stroke out, dude. <laughs> no, man, I'm fucking good. Today, this up. whole week has I'm been about to fucking take interesting. Nick's life alert bracelet and give it to you. You sound like you need it. <laughs> See, I don't worry about you. I worry about you, Rob. I really do sometimes. Why? I, dude, I am fucking rolling. Wyatt, I am rolling. Well, Seriously. Bull Rush, Bull Rush is clueless because if he'd been paying attention, he knows that I don't want to be saved. So there's no way I'd wear a life alert bracelet. All right. Well, you if know. If I stroke out on the floor, I just want to stroke out on the floor and I want to die in fucking peace. Hey, Jack Napier, a long time ago, as part of his intro of Red Evening, would always talk about women die alone, men die in peace. (laughs) And I'm thinking, you know, from a guy who was like 30 at the time, I'm like, that's actually kind of profound and prophetic. Because I'm not, you know, you're going to be the lonely old man. Motherfucker, I've done the video, I've done the blog post, they still get traction. Most of the older guys I know, if they don't have major health issues, eh, they don't have wives or girlfriends because they got divorced or they died or whatever. They're not pining and going, oh no, I'm going to die alone. They're actually out there living their lives. They're living their best lives, you know, they're Instagramming their golf games. They're they're out there going ah fuck it women aren't that special and I'm like hmm, maybe there's what something I think is, to this. What I think is funny is that this chick I used to date I just found out her dad died and he died at home surrounded by his family. <laughs> <laughs> so it does happen, folks. It does happen. Yeah, but he was he never came back to say ah. Oh, that was the moment I was looking for. That well, was know, it. Part of the reason was he's had Parkinson's disease for like 15 years, ah. so he couldn't go and he couldn't go anywhere anyway. <laughs> they had a they had a pretty much trap. So, <laughs> but you know he had he had his loving wife of I think almost 60 years there. You know, just taking care of him day after day, and his uh, his children stopping in when you know when they were needed or you know from time to time so and he was he was a very nice old man and you know he was he was sick even when i met him because i because i dated this chick about five years ago six years ago but uh you know he's a nice guy and fucking good for him he was a nice guy ah you know good for him you know i i don't i don't want to be remembered as a nice guy i really don't Oh, well, hey. he wasn't he wasn't a pushover. I mean, you know, this guy, you know, he was uh he was that guy. I've talked about him before. He was a revenuer in North Alabama and southern Tennessee. He was he was kind of an ass kicker. He just, you know, he just had a he was he was kind and, and good to his family, and there's nothing wrong with that. Oh no, there's not. 
There's not, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm going to preface what I'm about to say with that, okay? But I've been the nice guy. I've been the husband. I've been the boyfriend. And being a nice guy, being the husband, being the boyfriend sucks. For me. Not for them. Not for the whammon. For me. It sucks. Well, the other thing you have to you have to keep in mind is that, you know, saying somebody's a nice guy or he's a good guy is kind of an automatic response. It doesn't really mean anything. Oh, it's yeah. Kinda like, it's kind of like it's a throwaway thing. Like, hey, how are you today? Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess you got that. You know, when you're at the funeral well, or a, whatever. If he was a revenuer, he was a status, wasn't he? <laughs> I never got into that with him. I mean, the, Par- how, the how Parkinson's, the, the Alzheimer's, I, you know, I figured, look, he, he, he used to just take me in his garage and, and show me all of his fucking guns. And, you know, that yeah, was, that was enough for me. <laughs> That's how he got you in the garage, by And he he had some na- <laughs> he had some nasty shit too, boy. He I mean, oh really? Oh yeah, he had like he had all these fucking derringers and other kinds of weird ass shit that he'd have hidden all over himself when he was doing this work. He was like, yeah, I never went out unless I had I had three weapons on me, usually three guns. And I was like, oh damn. Was was he a revenue or was that just like a code word for God. like a mob? member no he worked he worked for the treasury department he was a oh he he busted stills and shit oh wow back in the 50s and 60s cool jobs he's still fucking status oh well yeah (laughs) we probably got some good stories oh it works i didn't didn't feel the need to get into my you know anarcho-capitalism with him (laughs) hey dude that's a cool gun (laughs) there's a a time and place for everything right well there is that battles yeah, pick your battles. I was I was hoping he would just be like, you know, I got too many guns, so well, I just thought I'd give you a box of them because he did. He had a, he had a shitload. Yeah, and they were and they were they were hidden all. I mean, they were hidden all over his house too. And was, you know, <laughs> he had he had like all. You know how in the you know how a lot of dudes, uh, especially older dudes in their garage, they have like all those little trays, those yeah. little boxes with all the trays, and there's you know Nut- ten thousand nuts and bolts in nuts there. And bo- yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, his would have that, but he'd have like those little stops in there, and there'd be a fucking derringer in the back of you know this whole thing of washers, and you know, like <laughs> he'd pull out a paint can, t- pop the lid off, and it was an empty paint can can that's got like a you know forty four Magnum snubby <laughs> in there, some kind of shit. <laughs> kind of sounds he was like a, he's been to my house. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I mean, he was. Yeah, I learned some of my tricks from him. He's he was he was fucking ready all the time. Yeah, the same that's right. Here. That's right. Dave said his guns had guns. That's what it was like. Ah, oh, great. <laughs> Real quick, I gotta I gotta give a shout out to Coldman here because he became a member. So fuck I had that to guy. So, fuck so that far, guy. so far, he's the only one who's beaten me on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> and he did too. That motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Fuck that guy because he won. Uh, Look, here's here's a piece of advice for y'all out there. Oh yeah, here we go. If you get beat, just accept you got beat. Quit trying to spin it like you didn't. Right. You know, quit. You know, if you now if you're quick enough to delete the shit before anybody else could see it, yeah, sure do that because that's what I tried to do, but it didn't. <laughs> it didn't, it didn't take. No, you know, he, he caught, he caught me on that too. Yeah, so he caught you, you know, faster. it's like if if you get caught, 
if you get beat, just say, you know, all right, I got, I lost this one. Yeah. You, know? you can't win them fucking all. Okay. Yeah, that's right. But you Lose guys that gracefully. try to spin it and then you try to argue and then you try to say, Oh no, I didn't really get tricked or this or that. Or whatever her, her, her. That wasn't really what happened. <laughs> you fucked up, dude. That's you, right. You fucked up. Just take the, take the L, you know, take your you, medicine. You got, you know. and you got, look, you got one over the old man. You're probably never going to get it again. Yeah, <laughs> That's probably right. That's not. Right. Oh, Jesus. Real, real quick. I got to throw this up here and, and Ty Cobb nailed it too. Learn. Where is it? There it is. Learn to. This one happened to me earlier this summer. I'm going to come back to it. First, I want to throw this up here. So there's take your lumps and then there's this. Okay. Learn to lose grace. Okay. I had an incident happen this summer with uh, a, f- a guy, my uh, the belly dancer's son, her oldest son and his kid, her grandson. Me and the grandson kind of got into it a little bit because he wanted to be a tough guy. And so he decided to put an elbow into my ribs, which was solid. I'll give him that. He fucking got me. But then I put him in a headlock that, well, you know, this is what happens when you're 12 and you think you know better. And of course, the kids started to cry and dad came in and said, what the fuck happened? And I told him my side. I'm like, look, here's what happened. And the kid tried to spin it. And dad said, son, you need to learn to lose grace. (laughs) Right. Hey, Riley's throwing some fucking money around here. Holy shit. Look, you can't you can't you can't use the Tuscan Raiders for everything. I will use it however I like. Thank you, Dad. I'm, I'm <laughs> fuck. What kind of what kind of what amateur hour is this that I've got myself into? Oh, Jesus Christ. Where where is it at? Where's where is it at for Nick? Where is it at? Here it is. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, show the torch. All right. Anyway, chat will appreciate that one. Riley for the 20 bucks for the beers, bourbon, whiskey notes, and future advice to come. Thank you, good sir. Ah, I I know you got some value out of uh, Tuesday night's event because you had uh, said something in the comments after the fact. Because I know typically, Riley, you don't always catch these live. So thank you for showing up. What's that, about 13 bucks after taxes? Yeah, something like that. But hey, you know what? That'll buy me a fucking 15 pack, man. I'm good. Cheers. Cheers, bro. If anybody deserves your hard-earned cash, it's Rob. Hey, I'm not going to argue that. <laughs> I would. I just, you know, oh, just wish you'd be a little bit more oh, deliberate with your sound oh, effects. Oh, well, I'm going to be deliberate with this one. Ketchup smothered steaks. <laughs> really, Dre? Really? Oh, shit. We timed out for that one. Well, you guys are more, you know, I well, let me see what I can do about Dre. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's see here. I can, you know what? I can. Here we go. Bye, Dre. <laughs> Whoa. Yep. Banned? Well, I didn't mean to Band? fucking ban him. It was Band supposed to be him. a timeout. Him. Oh, Jesus shit. Christ. That's harsh. <laughs> Talk about that's the it. fucking harshness. That's fucking That's why harsh. you don't fuck with a battle for that, dude. They go right at the knees. 
I gotta go in and fix the Dre thing, but Coldman Bugwell for the Canadian $30. So that's like, what, $5.25 American? I can appreciate that. Thank you, good sir. Well, I've got, I've got with some my comment. Wall. I got some thoughts on nobility if you want me to run with those while you're yeah, fixing Yeah, uh, that would error. be great because, yeah, I need to fix this because I, I thought I clicked on timeout, not fucking ban. <laughs> Yeah, you banned Jesus. the motherfucker. Oh, that's terrible. I didn't want to fucking ban the guy. So go, Nick, yeah, go. You went full harshness. Well, what I what I was thinking, my thought on the topic was that, you know, what what is nobility? Nobility is really the behavior or the conduct or the character of the noble class, the kings, the lords, the dukes. And so first of all, the whole point of America or even before America, you know, the our political philosophy is is largely based on John Locke's thoughts on politics, his writings on civil government. And the one of the first things he does in his writing is to refute the idea of the divine right of kings, which basically, you know, said that kings were, you know, the noble class was essentially created, sustained and ordained by God himself. And so, you know, the royals, the nobility, the noble class was sort of God's representatives in the affairs of state and, you know, society. And so that's why, and, you know, if you go, you, you know, you, the whole, you know, history is, is just full of uh, kings and Caesars and whoever else abusing their power time and time again to further their own ends. And then on top of that, even in the mythologies of, you know, I mean, take, you know, Arthur and Camelot, for instance, you know, the going back to the Mort de Arthur and, and other, I guess, later collections or expressions of, you know, Arthurian legend. I mean, Camelot was ultimately a failure. Camelot ultimately failed because of infighting and conflict amongst the people who were supposed to be the ones who were elevated in position and character and were supposed to lead. And so, you know, at, at every level in history, in myth, in politics, by the 17th century with Locke writing, everything, you know, all, all this all this king shit was being philosophically dismantled and ultimately, you know, practically, pragmatically dismantled as well. And so, you know, that's, you know, those writings are, you know, you know, Locke's treatises on civil government is what our Constitution and Declaration of Independence and, you know, the whole American political philosophy was, was based on the idea of eliminating the nobility because they were despotic and unnecessary. And so, you know, to even start from a, a position arguing that your job was is supposed to be you know a commoner but mimicking you know the ideals of the nobility is absurd and ridiculous if you're an american now if you're european you know whatever i don't i don't know about that because i'm not european but as an american you know that that should be the last starting place for an argument about how one should form and express one's character is an appeal to you know noble traits or the nobility and so you know all these dudes out there who are larping that that's that's exactly what it is they they've spent zero time thinking this through and what they want is some kind of 
you know, some kind of ready-made club they can join where they can aspire to be elevated and distinguished amongst everybody else. And that is the, you know, to me, that is the irony and the failure of taking that position. Now, that doesn't mean that men shouldn't aspire to a code of conduct, but it's not nobility. You know, it's not it's not this sense of, you know, well, I have I have risen to this level and I have achieved this and the rest of you commoners, you know, just need to lick my boots because that's the beginning of despotism all over again, except it's, you know, despotism. You know, the, the power comes from somewhere else aside from just inherited political power. So that's you know, so to me just that philosophical underpinning is invalid and void and has no, you know, there's no cause there. So then the question ends up being, what is character and what should you aspire to? And that's your fucking business and nobody fucking else's. And so there's no checklist out there that somebody has to, has to adopt in order to, you know, have, uh, this is what all men need to aspire to now you could now we could we could go to you know independence and strength and you know whatever else and you know that's fine you know we can do that and those those very generic ones i think are pretty universal and you know most people you know most people are probably going to like that like those and aspire to those but you know this i this i you know because because the real part you know the problem with if you go back to even the mythology of camelot the problem was is nobody could agree on exactly how this shit is supposed to go and if you if you look past if you look back through history there's always infighting when the power is centralized and so the whole point of america is to decentralize that power even though We've reversed that in the last hundred years, but the the idea is supposed to be it's decentralized. So you figure out what's best for you and leave everybody else alone, and they're going to leave you alone. And if you want to, you know, if you want to uh, interact or integrate in some way, then that's your business. You know, do whatever. Like like congregates with like. But you know, the the idea that there's this code that everyone is supposed to live up to if you're a man, it's a nice idea. But even amongst Rob and Bullrush and I, if we start talking about all this kind of shit and we start trying to define it, the three of us aren't gonna agree on everything. Other than I'll say this nobility as a concept and this is why i left kate's uh comment up here the trads define nobility as men doing what is in women's best interest and i'm going to add to that which is why it this kind of germinated into the topic for tonight okay nobility is another one of those container words it's one of those hey It's like freedom and independence and patriotism and all this shit that you have been told this is what you need to aspire to. I even was watching a documentary here a couple of months back about Rome from the beginning to the very end. I mean, this thing was like fucking 25 hours long. It was fantastic, okay? And yet the thing is, Everything, the the one thing that this guy talked about is he said, all of our information about Rome was written by the aristocracy of Rome, by the leaders, by the, the generals and the emperors and the senators. 
Why? Because they were literate, because they were taught to, to, to write and to speak. And yet nobody talked about what the common people went through, the day-to-day people. The guys like you, me, Bull, Nick, everybody else, you know, say, well, you say what you will, Rob, I'm nobility. All right, whatever. Okay. The thing is, all we ever had when it comes to recorded history is what was written not only by the victors, but by the aristocracy. And so we assume, wow, this is how everybody in Rome was, which is why all the accounts have Roman avatars. Okay, but we were we don't know what the everyday masses, the people went through. Well, there's some ideas. There's a few things that show up every now and then. But I'm thinking, you know what? Their fucking lives were probably a lot like yours and mine. They worried about making sure they had enough food on the table and that the fucking rent got paid to their fiefdom. You know, to King Arthur, they paid their tribute to the king and queen and to the taxmen, okay? But beyond that, they had their petty scuffles and whatnot. I don't like my neighbor because he plays his heavy metal too loud. Whatever it is, it's probably just like today, okay? The difference is we all have a voice now because we have the internet and we have, you know, most people are at least somewhat... I'm not saying that it's high, but somewhat educated. You're at least basic literate. Where back in the day, fucking common people were not literate. You showed them a book, you showed them the Holy Bible. You know, the Holy Bible. And they, I don't know what it says, because it was in Latin, and they didn't understand a lick of Latin, okay? There's a reason stained glass windows had Bible scenes in them. Right, scenes, not passages, not quotes, scenes, okay? It's no different today. That's why I bring up nobility, because it's like, ah, it's a container word, because you fill it in with whatever you think is, you know, I'm noble. How are you noble, bro? Because I don't fuck on the first date. Oh, clearly that makes you fucking noble. Ah, I hope she sees this, bro. I don't touch her nether regions until she's ready for me to touch her nether regions. Uh, No, 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 no. According to the trads, I don't touch her nether regions until there's the holy ring upon thy finger. Okay. But that's the idea of what I mean. You know, when Allie first brought up nobility and I'm like, oh, you're new here, even though she's not. But I, I, I started thinking about it and it's just, it goes back to... The whole scene in Full Metal Jacket. Well, he died for a worthy cause. What was that? Freedom. Freedom. Flush out your headgear, new guy. If I'm going to get my balls blown off, it's not going to be for something like freedom. My word is poontank, okay? That's what it all comes down to, ultimately. And so, whether you want to save the West... You know, as the as the tradcons and the saviors of the West will do, they'll tell you to be noble. Well, what does that mean? And I guarantee whatever you think it means is probably different from what they think it means, which is why I bring Kate's comment up. It's men doing what is in women's best interest. Or, I'll add to that, it's not only in what's in women's best interests, it's in some other dude's best interests 
Yeah, I was going to zoom out a little bit more and, and say that, and, and I think I think Kate's point is well taken. Absolutely. But I was just going to zo- I was going to zoom out even more and just say, no, nobility is what somebody else approves of you doing. Right. It's yes. It's it's approval from some a other group, some source. other person. The higher, source. the higher authority, because it's it's back to it's back to hierarchy again. Yep. And you know, men getting together definitely, you know, there's there's usually a pecking order, but that doesn't mean it has to be this this kind. Yeah, longhouse, you know, best <laughs> interest too. It does that doesn't mean that there's this you know checklist or code that's everybody's following because you know if if I'm if I'm checking somebody, you know, basically I want to know. Can they take a joke and can they dish it back without getting butt hurt and without taking themselves too seriously? Right. And if you can, if you can do that as a guy, then and, and be genuine, genuinely doing it, then chances are good that, regardless of what your politics are, regardless of what your all your other bullshit is. I'm going to sit down and, you know, at the cigar club and have a drink with you and smoke a cigar with you because, you know, because because of that. Right. Because I don't I don't necessarily want, you know, cookie cutter friends. I want, you know, I want I want to talk to people who are interesting. I want to be around people who are interesting and who are different from me. But, yeah, there does need to be, you know, you can't be a Spurg and you can't be a, you know, a goofball. You know, you can be like bull, you know, bulls like the bare minimum, you know, so, but you know, that's, I mean, that's just, that's the point. It's not about, to me, it's not about nobility. It's, it's about behavior and usefulness. And, you know, if, you know, if, if bull, you know, I, I wouldn't give a shit if, you know, if bull rush went, you know, I don't give a shit who bull rush votes for. If he even votes, I don't give a shit if, you know, he likes to, you know, stuff his girlfriend in a dog cage. I, you know, I don't give a shit about any of that. Yeah. I, you know, you know, whatever. If he, you know, likes to do her in the ass and call her a whore, that's none of my business. Or if, you know, he likes for her to do him in the ass and call him a whore. Right. That's none of my business either. <laughs> <laughs> point is, I don't know. Right. That's the point. <sighs> I'm already seeing a comment. McTubus, Dante, did one of you guys handle this? I mean, I could go there, but <laughs> it's a good comment. Do I want to put it dorks? up? But yeah, who are these dorks? Really? It's like of all the things you can run your mouth about. Really? You want to What's go Bull's there? story? How'd he get started? Bull, what's your story? How did, I don't know what that question is supposed to mean, but. I think you should answer it. You're on mute. You're muted, Bull. Oh. There you I don't go. Know what that, means either. That's that's Bull's story. <laughs> he doesn't know how to work the electronics. <laughs> One too many crayons. <laughs> oh. do, we, do we need to go all the way back to like when the sperm goes? We don't need that cell. origin story. We don't we don't need to go that far back. We don't need to meet have sperm meets the egg. <laughs> He's going to specify because I don't know. Mm, how did he get started? You, when you ask me questions, you got to keep shit, okay? Or else I'm going to lose interest. <laughs> Real fast. It's your ADHD. <laughs> Call it what you want. I just lose interest in shit real fast. Yeah. You used to not to. I'm going to say that to keep things a little bit more on the transparent side. 
you used to tag me in all sorts of horse shit. So let's let's not forget <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> you did. And I was like, why are you tagging me in this horse shit? I don't care about your dumpster fires that you found. And you finally like grew up, your nuts dropped, and you decided, yeah, fuck dumpster fires. Mm. Well, the thing is, too, is like you see, you start seeing the same fucking over and over. over and over again. Yeah. And it's nothing new. Nope. There's not, there's not a twist on it. There's not a, hey, here's a new idea. Nope. Or, or it's a new presentation of shit. the old idea. Nope. The presentation same is the same. Old the shit. arguments are all the same. It's, fucking boring mm-hmm. and ultimately it really doesn't matter exactly like it doesn't matter. exactly like when you when you press the little x button on the tab and it closes shit down it's that's the end of it <laughs> you know it's over then you go outside <laughs> you know uh, and, and to me i mean it's just like outside is a lot more interesting than than anything you can read on fucking social media right now absolutely that's how i look at it that's ah uh, guys i mean if you're worried about social circle game and whatever other nonsense that you're hung up on, seriously, go out, go into the world, realize that nobody's talking about hypergamy and talking about the 80-20 rule. Nobody. Like, literally nobody. nobody. No, that nobody is. Okay? And nobody if, cares. If you did, they would look at you like you're fucking weird. Right. Like like you got a horn sticking out of your head. Dude, or you have a dick sticking out of your head. Okay? <laughs> it's just one of them things that nobody talks about any of this shit that you see online. Nobody fucking cares. Nobody knows. If you bring it up, you're so, hey, you know, I saw this study about fruit flies and... The ability to pair bond and DNA, people will look at you like you sprouted another arm. I'm telling you, they, they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? And if you start calling them normies to their face, they're going to be like, who the fuck are you, motherfucker? Okay, when in Rome, do as the Romans. You blend in, you fit in, and you find your niche, you find your circle. And if you're the small guy... Hey, that's not a pun, but it is because I'm the small guy. Oh, I went to this club and I'm the old man and, and I'm short and I'm outdated. And yeah, nobody likes to be that guy. No one wants to be around him. So you create it's, your own environment. It's just so, so much. There's so many social issues that can be solved if you just shut the fuck up and be have a little discretion. You know, practice some discretion and shut the fuck up. Well, a that, lot of your social problems will go away. They'll just evaporate. That dumb little that dumb little joke about how you have, you know, two ears and one mouth. There is some wisdom there. Right. There really yeah. is. There really yeah. is. You know, you were given one mouth to talk with and two ears to listen with. So like Dame here said, shut the fuck up is a superpower. And two eyes to observe with. Just yeah, watch. that too. We'll add that to the mix. It really is. And, and two nostrils to smell with. Yeah, in case well, you get the for, BO and... Well, the other one's for sniffing. <laughs> two balls to... Da- <laughs> <laughs> two balls to teabag over the eyes. <laughs> Nick, what are you doing, bro? You know the, what? Oh. You never teabag a chick? I know you have. 
Yeah, if you mm, say you yeah, have I'm it, pretty sure I have. I was going to say, if you didn't bowl, I'm hovering over the kick out of studio button. Just <laughs> I was about so to say, if, if you've never teabagged a chick, you're off the team. Buddy. That's right, buddy. <laughs> you're getting the ban. It's like bullshit. I don't, don't give a shit about nobility, but you better be a teabagging <laughs> motherfucker. If you haven't teabagged at least one, hell, bro. I know, I know what I'm doing this weekend with the girlfriend. Hey, let me ask you this, Bull. Here, Here's the shit test. All right? There's a line from a movie, and I don't remember the movie, but I remember the line. Girl says to the guy, Daddy... If I have nuts on my chest, are they walnuts? And she, he says, hell yeah, baby. And she goes, daddy, if I have nuts on my chin, are they chin nuts? Finish the line, bull. No, that's, that's my dick in your mouth. Ah, at least we know you're fucking real. That's right. <laughs> hell no, bitch. You got a dick in your mouth. That's what that is. Jesus. I was just about to fucking burn you out of here if you fucked that one up. It's like, Wow. You not only ate the crayons, you ate the lead paint, too. Yes, I'm off probie status. <laughs> <laughs> I need to put that in the liner notes on this show. Yeah, there's so Bulls much shit right now. <laughs> so say it. <laughs> Fucking say it, Nick. Now's the time. <laughs> I'm trying, to, I'm trying to sort through it all. It's just all. Ah, uh, you got to de- you, like, you got to sort it out. You got to. There's a lot to unpack here. It's, it's it's all it's all coming out. It's it's what I imagine tripping on acid is like. I've just got all this stimulus coming at me. No, you're just having a mini stroke. That's what that is. Well, then I have those every day, I guess. Hey, Zachary, take the line. Daddy, if I have nuts on my chin, are they chin nuts? Take that, put it into Google, you'll get your answer. You're welcome. I am not your fucking butler. I love you, I like you, and all that. You're a bro, but I ain't fucking doing it for you. Go look it up. What I was going to say was, I I was just sitting here thinking about, like, you know, teabagging a chick and dropping your nuts in her (laughs) eyes and just thinking how, you know, what ridiculous animals we are. (laughs) We really are. We really are crazy fucked up shit, man. Man, we really do. But that's you know, we try to say we're noble. You know, we 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 rise above it all because God in a higher calling and country and duty and honor and all that shit. And I'm sitting here thinking, yeah, except I'm the guy, you know, stroking my girl's pussy in the fucking in the 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 goddamn restaurant under the table. Because it gets me off and she gets off. How fucking simple are we? Really? You know, it's shit like that. That it's like, ah, we're driving to Wendover to go to the fucking casino to sit in the hot tub. And I'm stroking her pussy on the way there. The truckers are honking their horns because they got a glimpse. You know, well, that's, how that's fucking, whenever, how, how, people, how much are we? That's why whenever people talk about nobility, I just sit there like you're full of shit. Well, you know, you know. You know. I mean, you fucking know that King Arthur teabagged Guinevere. <laughs> you know, uh, what's his name? Lancelot. Lancelot did more than teabagger. He fucking had her deep throat him. You know, it's like, come on. It, that's what I mean. We're such simplistic animals, but we try to say we're higher, holier, and mightier than thou. And it's like, no, like we're Guinevere, not. Why is your eyeliner running like that? Right. Yeah. What? What? What's that stuff on the side of your face? Because that's way before toothpaste came around. You know. 
That's not hair gel. That's right. <laughs> well, and and not to mention the fact that most of the most of the nobility stuff comes from trads, and let's yeah. This, Sass, you're not ready for this conversation. <laughs> Sass tea bags is air conditioning vent. Tea bags is motorcycle. <laughs> you know he sold it. He didn't have it anymore. Oh, oh damn, bro! Cut he off one of his balls. He can't. He can't tea bag his gas tank anymore. Oh damn, damn, sassed. What the fuck, but the, bro? You know the the, tr- the trads push nobility, but here's the thing. You know, no, you know all of this. You know, a lot of this shit predates Christian ethics. And then Christian ethics gets folded <laughs> into it later on. You know, so so which is it? Do you want pagan nobility? Do you want Christian nobility? Are you going to combine the two? On what authority do you combine the two? Why should anybody listen to you? You're going to take 70% from this and 30% from that, you know? You're going to run around the internet screaming Valhalla? I mean, what, what the fuck <laughs> are you going to do? Or you're going to scream heaven and hell? Yeah, which one is it? Okay, well, Sast, all right. I was going to have to revoke your fucking man card for a minute there, but all right, okay. I'll, I'll take your word. It's hot down there. Mm. But it's down, here, what do you dude. mean by down here? You mean you mean in Florida or you mean... <laughs> what do you mean the black? <laughs> oh, Bull went there. <laughs> and there goes the monetization. <laughs> You know, you, you try to have a respectable show, and then, then a Texan <laughs> opens his mouth. Oh, I love it. Yeah, Fucking Texans. <laughs> Fucking Texans. Oh, my people. That's all I can say to that. They're, they're why we can't have nice things. Hey, I, I'm okay with being in part of that club. I, I can wear the shirt that says, I'm the reason you can't have nice things. I'm all right with that. Yeah, but you also gotta you also gotta take the enchiladas, dude. Enchiladas, enchiladas are, are fine. Yeah, they are. They're fine. Even no, if not they're... enchiladas in general. The enchiladas in my enchilada picture. Oh well, just because they're a little radioactive. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a little E. coli infection. <laughs> Uh, just because they're a little radioactive or a little radiation just, never hurt anyone. Just drink a <laughs> bottle of Pepto-Bismol and rub, walk it off. That's those, right. Those, drink are, those enchiladas look like what you'd get at a truck stop on the border between Arkansas and Missouri. That's that's the enchiladas that actually, you're going Actually, they look that's, like the, the enchiladas you get on the border between Nevada and Utah. I'm telling you, they're that's fucking, the, that's one of the yeah. I thought when I first saw that picture, it was like, those are definitely out-of-state enchiladas. Yeah, they, they, that's like I said, that's a truck stop enchilada from Nevada to Utah. I was like, I've seen those enchiladas. I know where they came from. Yeah, it's it's ugly. But, hey, when you got to eat, you got to eat. <laughs> the U.S. Well, government, if the U.S. military decided to make an MRE enchilada, Truck stop food isn't all bad, Dante. It just depends on where you are and what you're getting. Right. And, it, you know, it, when it's they put it out. Kind of like the red pill. It's all context. Okay. There's certain places that you only eat there if you're literally going to die from starvation. And there's other places that you eat because you're a connoisseur of lizard, you know, cab lizard shit. And 
and <laughs> you're kind of sitting high and mighty because it's better than MREs. It's better than not eating, but you're not starving to death. It's kind of like well, slump busters. Okay. Well, they just opened a they just opened a Bucky's near here in Alabama, and uh, I think it's like the second or third one in Alabama. And shit, that they they've got better food than some restaurants around here. Right, dude. No, it's crazy. I, I, yeah, it's you say Bucky, that, Bucky's, but it's not. It's, Bucky's is an experience. Like they're and they're actually their barbecue isn't that bad either. Uh, it's not the best, but it's good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Bucky's is like. I mean, they've got they've got shit there where it's like they've got kitchens dedicated to their food at Bucky's. Yeah, well, hey, you know that's kind of like Denny's. Denny's is one of those experiences that they're all over the place, and your mileage may vary, but they have kitchens dedicated to their experience, kind of like Bucky's. It's like okay, well, there it is, or probably Perkins, but I've never ate or drank at a Perkins because Christ, I might run into Aaron there and it's like, I don't want to talk to him. You know, just saying, you know, running to Aaron is fucking jar of peanut butter. <laughs> What's for dessert, Clary? You don't want to know. That's right. I got my dog of no value here. Oh boy. Dinner and a show. Mm-hmm. Like all those, all of those, all those breakfast places i always get the same thing i always get an omelet because if you order an omelet that'll tell you what kind of tell you what the at least it's one indicator of of where where they're at in terms of their kitchen because you know if you get a big fluffy omelet with you know cheese and ham all in there and everything else and it's all good then you know they're making it fresh whatnot if you get something that's like thin and hard and busted up there's no telling (laughs) Kind of like Kate. Oh, damn. Oh, God. God damn, you went there. Whoa. Where, where's Thin, that? Thin, hard, and busted up. Oh, Jesus, bull. <laughs> you had to go there. You chose violence for the show. Jesus. Kate, I, I don't even endorse him doing that. Yeah, that's that's borderline a bridge too far, bull. Jesus God Christ. damn. Well, I mean, it's harsh. He chose the ultra violence tonight. Yeah, fuck Kate. Yeah, I'm gonna go there. <laughs> well, she doesn't have a boyfriend anymore, so I figured while she's down. Oh, oh really? She lost the boyfriend? No, she got rid of the boyfriend. There's she a she difference. Got rid of There's a apparently, difference. Apparently, you turned into the, a brokey. Uh, <laughs> no, the, the bot. <laughs> The body pillow fucking got a hole in it and all the feathers came out. Oh, uh. damn, damn, bull, Jesus. Going there hard tonight. Like I said, oof. <laughs> Even Red says oof. <laughs> we should we should take up a collection and send her a new a new vibrator. New a new body pillow. Or dildo or something. And I told her, you know, there's sightseeing tours in Salt Lake going on, but what do I know? You know. <laughs> Oh, that's unfortunate that you guys broke up. But hey, have you been to Salt Lake in a minute? Come on over. Why not? I mean, she's in Dallas, though. She's she's out of Dallas, so it's, I mean, there's there's plenty of rich, stupid guys. Yeah, rich, if that's what she guys. wants. If that's yeah. what she wants. Well, I mean, like Dallas does have like a bunch of old money there. <laughs> old money, oh. old mindset too. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> hey, old school. Old, old school, school nobility. 
Old school, yes, old school nobility, my lady. That's right. We're gonna go out at least three times minimum. And we it's don't answer. Be... We don't answer questions like that, Crazy Bill. You've got to. You got to hang out here long enough to learn all the shit. <laughs> she there could call go. Nick. Yeah. Well, she could. Yeah. There, you could there, take her dancing. Yeah. Yeah. He might take her to the sausage fest club and. Yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll put on his sneakers. Shoes, not sneakers. Shoes, shoes. Okay, shoes. Yeah. I'd <laughs> <clears throat> go barefooted because I don't give a fuck. Is it is it me or is McTubus just getting meaner? You know what? Must, I'm I'm okay older, with him being older and meaner. I, I think it's because he's getting older. He's getting into the grouch, the old grouch club. <laughs> We're gonna just he's, start he's calling him you, Oscar. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> third day is prenup. <laughs> wow, third day is prenup. Jesus. Well, there's that. What else? Hey, here's one. This this show has many pre-cum episodes that you have to taste salty. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck. You know, you came a little too soon there, homeschool. Yeah, that's a pun. You know, where's the thing? Because I'm telling you what, if that had happened about an hour from now, I'd probably end the fucking show on that one. Because, yeah, that was good. You came a little too early with that one. <laughs> Nobody said, yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a special let them burn hollandaise sauce. <laughs> that, that goes on our eggs benedict it's extra salty and it's got you the know taste I mean. of tears plus <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Hey, didn't you didn't you want did you want to do this on camera or off to talk about what was going to go on on the next private let them burn? Either way, I, I'm good with whether we do it off stage or on stage. Whatever you want to do, Nick. I don't give a fuck. Well, I just figured giving giving people a highlight about what's coming next. Maybe, All right, you know. let's fucking talk about it here now. That's fine. I'm waiting on you. I was waiting on you. Well, wh what did we talk about? We talked about the. Well, fuck, I don't remember what we talked about. What we're that gonna was... do, but what we're gonna do next time? Right. <clears throat> I remember that that we were gonna talk about that. But what did we you talk took notes. about last? No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. You no, said I you were didn't. taking notes. I never said that. I was taking notes. You did. You, you lying after... motherfucker. I never said that. He said, I said he did, but he wasn't really. No, Nick. you both right. are lying motherfuckers. We're not, li we're not lying. <laughs> you said at the while well, after we were off camera, we were discussing what we're going to do next time. And you said, yeah, I even took a few notes about it. I did not say that. You did say I that. I did not. You you were the you were the you were the worst for getting drunk and then forgetting <laughs> all the shit you say. I remember saying, hey, we're going to do another show down the road whenever that is. Let's talk, but you know, either before or after or during the show tonight. Let's talk about what we're doing for the next Just Notes episode. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. Ah, bullshit. That's what I said. We, we started talking about it last Tuesday night. Last Tuesday. That was like two days ago. Right. <laughs> That's a long time. Dude, it was. That's an eternity. <laughs> well, I forgot what we're going to do for next time, too. So I uh, guess. Yeah. 
you're asking the wrong guy. That's, that's why we have the same question. That's why we have the same conversation for three years. That's right. This is why McTubus is getting old and angry. <laughs> no, for real, though. We talked about some pickup stuff, and if you guys are not members, you actually missed out on some good stuff. You really did. Just notes is all. We don't we don't clown around on just notes so much. We, right. Like actually, we actually talk about at least the goal is to talk about our actual experiences and what has actually worked in the past, and also from a standpoint of it doesn't. It's not all cookie cutter. No. Uh, You know, so what we talked about last time was, you know, there are things that I do that are kind of the opposite of what Rob does and, you know, (laughs) different from what Bull does. And yet it all works for us and it doesn't, you know, so, you know, we we get into it from that standpoint, not from the, you know. And we actually stay on topic. For the most part, we did. We got a little bit off here and there, but there were a couple of rants. But for the most part, we did. More than we do here, anyway. That's for sure. No, it wasn't about being direct or indirect. It was about logistics and you know shit like that but i'm not going to talk about it here because you gotta you gotta you gotta see that's the thing you gotta you know this is part of the grift you have to join you gotta become a member of rob's club in order to be able to listen to these so you know i can't just i can't just give it away you have to join his treehouse. That, if I if I if I give it away, that's taking that's taking beer. That's taking gay beer out of Rob's mouth. And I God can't do damn that right, it's taking gay beer out of my mouth. Can't do that to the guy. Well, I would hope not. That's bros before hose. That's hard to do anyway. Right there. he swallows so fast. Well, there's that. <laughs> it's a big club, and you ain't in it. <laughs> But in in all bullshitting aside, I'm going to have to go back because I did download the goddamn episode. I just need to kind of speed through it to remember what the fuck were we talking about. And I know kind of an idea, but I'm thinking doing these uh, just notes or or whatever we're calling them as a, a TBA, as a placeholder, this will be another one that will be in about a month is what I'm thinking. That way... The guys who are paying me, you know, five bucks a month, you get four episodes of us talking shit live with everybody. You can, you know, check in and laugh and go, God, this is better than work like, you know, me and Jack do. But then there's that fifth episode that we we end up, you know, somewhat on time. We're on target. We're on track. Nick goes, Rob, you know, sober up a little bit and keep with the program, would you? And I said, oh, yeah, 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 you know. Well, I think at the end of that, we were talking, we're talking about establishing boundaries, enforcing boundaries and stuff. Touched on that. Okay. Maybe right. Yeah, I think you're right. Because we were talking because we were talking about single moms and being those kind of relationships. Oh, there's nothing wrong with single moms. You know that. I know that. We all know that. But these guys in the chat don't know that. I mean, we're talking about out of of those kind of relationships. The amount I've had, I've had like probably four or five kind of went sideways, but those were when I was younger too. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. You're right. Because that is what, that is what you're talking about because, because Rob went off on that thing about how, you know, I'm not here to teach your kids math homework. I'm not here to do all this. I'm not here here to teach your kids how to ride a bike. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. 
Well, it's going to be more of that. Like I said, I'll 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 go back and have to speed through, you know, scrub through as the terminology goes. Yeah, I'm going to have to scrub through and put it on like five, you know, five times speed. So instead of two and a half hours, you guys are missing out on two and a half hours of talk. All if filler. You working, if you want a working title for the show, you can call it the Snack Pantry Chronicle. Hey, well, there's that too. You know, this is... I, think, I, think, I think we'll stick with just notes. I kind of okay. like that better. It's a little... Fucking retard. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm and one, so... And one of these episodes, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you a minute-by-minute minute breakdown of the Skin Curtains episode. Oh, oh, that in and of itself will be worth I'm, the five I'm gonna, bucks. I'm going to be sick that day. Gonna... Hey, that's okay. Bull was <laughs> telling me earlier, hey, a couple weeks from now, I'm going to be out getting my dick sucked or something. You know, <laughs> just so you know. So you're going to see the next, you know, let them burn in a couple of weeks with no bull bullshit hour type of thing come up again, Nick. Just giving you a heads up. Okay. And that way, you know, we can really make fun of bull just because that's what we do well do that already though. but it's better when you're not here oh okay it's better when you have to go back and watch the replay and you're like bro (laughs) (laughs) bro he said for halloween i just threw up in my mouth a little bit exactly Uh, i can always i can switch gears and i could i can go with the chick i picked up at the gas pump Oh, dude. She was she was nice. Dude, that that reminds me of a few too. Yeah. That's that's kind of the stuff we're going to go a little more in depth into that stuff. Like I said, I got to go back and watch some of the shit because yeah, 2 days ago, that's an eternity ago. I don't remember what the fuck I said and what I didn't say. This is the problem when you you've drank too much and you don't give a fuck, you know? <clears throat> but there'll be something worthwhile for the members. Just saying that. You get $5 worth. You right. Get your $5 that, that's like worth. a buck an episode. What do you cheapskates yeah. want? Jesus. You know, if I was charging 25 a month, I, I would feel a lot more obligated. But it's like, it's $5. Well, you know, pay it or don't. You know, you either get the information or you don't. You hit me up and you go, hey, what about this? Oh, there's an episode. Members only. Go check that out. Oh, well, I can't pay $5 a month. Well, it sucks to be you because I can't be bothered. Yeah, we did. We We were like literally like three minutes out the window. It was crazy. Go watch watch Fresh and Fit. That's free. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you want free? Go watch Fresh and Fit. There you go. There's your fucking show. No, Marty, what I did was, see, that's that's what taught me to to carry clothespins. So what I had to do was I I used clothespins all the flaps open where I needed them open and that, that took care of it. I thought about using binder clips, but you know, cause she, she actually was into pain a little bit. So, Ooh, well, you know, binder clips are good for that. Just saying, Hey, Hey, that could be part of the next show. Hey, what do you do if she's into, you know, the, the, the kinky stuff. Well, bull and Nick and I, we got you covered, bro. Bull's got his own remedies, and I got mine, and Nick's got his. Maybe we'll cover that. I don't know. Depends. Well, on I mean, your here's members. the thing. I haven't, I haven't done more than everybody, but I've, I've done weirder shit than most people have. Same. 
Oh, yeah, I've done so, some fucked up repugnant shit. Just saying. Maybe, you know what? That should be a future just notes is the fucked, fucked up, up repugnant, repugnant shit. shit. Yeah, the whole Samuel <laughs> Jackson. Oh, man, that's some fucked up repugnant shit. We'll talk about that at some point where every one of you that uh, happened to want to watch it and have the stomach for it are going to go, ew, and be like, well, what's your story? I ain't got one because I ain't got that kind of experience. That'll sick be you guys. sick and tired of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. <laughs> sick and tired of these motherfucking hoes in my motherfucking bed. That's right. That'll be it. <laughs> For a pint of butthurt a month, you can support your local sex store. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chesty, you're just the man that keeps delivering. That's all I can say. Hey, you know what? It's great because you guys are doing all right here. Red Hawk, you know, you the motherfucker that should be on brain detail. <laughs> yeah, you're getting all the fucking references. Like I said, you guys are on point, but yet bunch of you ain't in, you know, you're not members. Well, so you, you miss the good stuff. You just get the high level, you know, we're shooting the shit being assholes shit. So that's all I'm going to say. <clears throat> Dante, I might have some questions. Yes. Stop trying to pretend you're nuke. You're not nuke. You're a Filipino. Own it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, shit. Well, I've run out of steam until unless we want to, you know, pivot to something else here. What else you guys got tonight? I don't have anything been on been on Twitter that much. I haven't time. either. I really haven't because when you start playing with fire and you set yourself on fire rather intentionally or inadvertently, that becomes a much more of a laser point of focus than... I've been having to mute a bunch of accounts on, that I follow because they're talking about policy. Oh, yeah, dude. I've I actually... I started unfollowing those guys. Yeah. I've started... I've, I've unfollowed people on YouTube. I unsubscribed from people on YouTube who I actually like a lot, but they're putting out 15,000 shorts a day. And it's oh, gumming up Jesus. the whole works. It's yeah. like I got to scroll through 15,000 rows of, you know, shorts of, you know, them taking long form videos and just clipping them all up and then throwing all that shit out there. So, you know, I've unfollowed like five, five or six uh, accounts on YouTube that I really like and I, I support, you know, more or less. But, you know, I just can't have that. You know, here's one of the things, you know, for all you red pill aficionados, you know, you talk about red pill rage and, you know, I, I, I was mad at the whammon and now I'm mad at myself because I was a fucking retard and all that shit. You know, victim puke, all that that Chesty's talked about. But there's a stage that you get to, especially with social media, with online. And Zachary, you kind of fucking nailed it. Okay, I got to bring it up here. There it is. Is Twitter slower or am I less tolerant? You're less tolerant, dude. Yeah, you're less tolerant. Because you hit that stage. The less I ain't got time for that shit, okay? You, you want to see what your bros and your hoes are saying, and then when you do, you're like, oh, fuck, the, welcome to 2014, okay? When you've been... That's why I don't understand, like, you know, I get why... Rollo and Ryan are here because it's job. They're they're choosing it as an occupation. So I get it. I do. 
And even to a certain degree, I get chest's reason when I'm like, why are you here? This isn't an occupation for you. He's like, ah, I got a fondness. I got a weak spot for ankle biters. And it's like, okay, fair enough. But man, fuck all y'all. Because I don't have that weakness and fondness. I see that we're having the same arguments that we were having in 2014. And, and I'm like, man, I can't. Motherfuckers get blocked and or muted at the stroke of a, you know, a click of a button. Because I can't. Because I've already had this discussion back in 2018 about shit in 2014. And there's nothing new. That's why, you know, Jack, when he did that <laughs> intro, God bless him. When he did the intro to, to Red Evening, and I said, guys, nothing has changed for you. He wasn't wrong when he did that, because it's like, you fuckers haven't learned. You haven't figured it out. You're looking at this as bread and circuses. You're red pill aware, but you're still caught up in the matrix. When in reality, real life, nobody talks about any of this shit. And if they do... They're retards, and if you do, you are the retard, and and everyone's going to look at you like you just grew a dildo out of your head, okay? But, oh, you know, these fucking normies, ha, 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 I'm nobility. No, you're not. You're a fucking retard, because everyone I know, ignorance is bliss aside, hey, they're happy with their lives, yet you're on the internet talking about normies and ha. Oh, really, dude? I'm out setting myself on fire because that's fun to me. What's changed for you? Because what I'm seeing on the internet, nothing's changed for you. Okay. That's why I don't hardly get on anymore. It's uh, unless well, I want to talk to these guys. Well, if you're a. Do is that like, because I follow some account, like some comic, independent comic book. Yeah. And shit. And, and, I've and like seen you go that. into that space too you go into that space and it's it's kind of the same thing there too because like it's the same fucking arguments the same detractors same bullshit and it gets old and it's not much different than from like doing dudes talking about girls well it's, and you get into you get into goon twitter and then you've got the same <laughs> shit going on over yeah, there absolutely and goon everything Jesus. there's and the number of like in terms of the male space the sphere the gay monastery the retarded <laughs> playground all of the all of the the terms you know, we love to hate yep the noms de plume that we have for this bullshit it's now now the thing is proxy wars so everybody mm. who's everybody who you know there's there's people who like you know fresh and fit there's people who like Rolo, there's people who like whoever else and they're all getting you know they're all fighting they're all arguing with each other and defending their dude and attacking all the other dudes and it's just I, i'm not there for that I'm right not for that. right it's like i'm you know i mean here's dame you know terminally terminally online types made me leave twitter completely dude and i've noticed smartest i've noticed you haven't been ever. around there smartest man ever okay i'm Honestly, I'm on Twitter right now for two things. One, I still want to interact with the people I like, and that's right. where I do it. Same. And then, and then two, it's to promote my writing because that's the only other thing that I've been doing is I've been writing a shit ton and putting it on my Substack, and so I'm I'm there pushing that out, and that's it. You know, dude, that's the same reason why I don't leave Twitter. It's not because of branding and blah blah blah. And, and clout and all the bullshit. It's like, oh, 
if I if I nuked my Twitter account, there is probably two dozen guys that I'd be like, oh fuck, I'd lose all contact with them. And I don't want to lose that contact, so I stay on. Otherwise, that's why literally I, you know, I can go a couple of days, three days without tweeting anything. I show up to see what Nick's doing, what Bull's doing, what a few other guys are doing. Oh, they're talking about this. And chances are, like Bull, oh, he's getting into comics. Good for him. Yeah, there's bullshit in that arena too, and I get that. But at least I know what Bull's up to. It's better than the dumpster fires that he was tagging me in like three years ago. Hey, Rob, check out this dumpster fire. Yeah, go fuck yourself. At least now he's doing something that's more interesting to him. And that's interesting to me, even if that's you know the same kind of manosphere shit there it's like ah, at least bull's not getting hung up on stupid shit he, he's getting into nuance and i like that so that's the shit i keep coming back for but otherwise ah fuck it it's well, like you, know, ah, you can all burn you can all there's, burn. there's all kinds of people around there and, and some of them i haven't seen on on twitter much lately but like uh alex Zach, Dame in particular, although he hadn't been around as much, but like um, Mac Ray, you know, and, and just a lot of dudes who are just in it. Be, you know, I think mainly they they're there, you know, they're they're on there because they're they're following Ryan a lot, which yeah. I think is cool, because if yeah. you're going to follow if you're going to follow some dude on there that's pushing out content, follow Ryan, because yep. his content is, in my opinion, you know, way, way at some the top. of the best. And yep. Some of the best. You can't, you can't really get better, but then the rest of them, I just like interacting with all these dudes and the more time goes on, the more I, you know, the fewer big accounts I follow or interact with at all, really, because it's, it's just, it gets, it's all, it's all like, you know, beefs and bullshit now. And I, you know, it just doesn't interest me. And, and I don't think it's, I don't think it's doing those dudes a lot of good. I understand. I understand standing up for yourself and protecting the brand and all that kind of stuff. I get it. And there's, you know, but that that's really what that's really what the content creator needs to do. But all the fans and followers, in my opinion, just need to let him do that and get back to, you know, other shit, because I ain't got time to be, you know white knighting for other you know content creators and shit like that well it's the other thing too another thing too is the uh the parasocial behavior that's mm-hmm. online you don't know this per this person standing for why do you have this much time on your hand well yeah i mean and you know my account is a big nothing burger especially since i posed the old account and i started over from scratch in january and but I still had people, you know, DMing me. They'd be like, hey, what's uh what's little Spurg up to these days? And I'm like, why the fuck are you asking me about that? They're like, well, you just hadn't talked about it in a while. And I'm like, yeah, block. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, that's just weird. Oh, that's just weird. Yeah, we don't even ask you about her. I mean, how I, well, I mean, do I ever <laughs> do I ever, you know, DM you guys and you know say, hey, bull, how's enchiladas doing? Does she, you know, have any chafing lately? I mean, you know, why the <laughs> fuck would I not, why the fuck would I go get into somebody else's business like that? It's just uh-huh. crazy. <laughs> crazy. Hey, Nick, how's that rash doing? Yeah. How's the how's the how's rash? The- how's the herpes? You know, it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh god i mean, if I you're the, I mean you know and everybody everybody who i interact with on twitter knows that like i'm not secretly dming the chicks that i 
the few chicks that I follow and who follow me, I almost uh, I've almost never DM any of them. And if I have in the past, it was like, hey, have you seen this? This would probably be a cool thing for your, you know, live whatever stream or you're something. doing. And, right. And that's it. You know, I, you know, because I don't even you know, I don't even DM you guys all that much, Mm-mm. you know, because we I try to save it for tonight. Well, for whatever else we're doing. And that's why when we, you know, we have our little trio of of guys in a group chat because, you know, we have, you know, the Lust Hog Squad, which I think you named it that, Nick, which is great. Okay. But literally, we never talk unless it's posting, hey, here's the link to get into the panel. Here's the show tonight, whatever. You know, there's the occasional, you know, shit talking each other for a minute. And then three, four days go by and we never talk. Okay. Unlike other groups I've been a part of that I had to leave where it was constant fucking gossip. Where I was like, man, why am I here? You know, why well, Why did I get brought into this This. And it's chat? really not new gossip either. It's no, it's the same old rehashing the old bullshit. Shit. That's all it is. Well, I, I mean, and, and I do want to say that there, there are, there are some people who interact with me on Twitter DMs that I'm totally cool with because they're people that have been around for you know six months, a year, three years, and you know every now and then they'll be like, "Hey, what do you think about this? You seen this?" Dante and I, you know, have ongoing conversations about you know software development and shit. You know, whenever he, whenever he has you know something you know that comes up about that. Certain other people send me, you know, cool shit like music and other stuff, right. and I'm totally good with, right. I'm totally good with all that because, you know, but there, it's not like they're, you know, you know, if you if you DM me about that shit, I'm like, oh yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. If you DM me and you know you're asking me, you know, how much how much money does your kid make a year or something like that, you're getting blocked. <laughs> you know, that's all there is to it. Pretty much, you know, it's just, yeah. It's just weird. Yeah, what's her basal body temperature? It's like. <laughs> well and red hawk nailed it here okay this is why i've been on twitter it's why i stay on twitter it's the real twitter was the friends we made along the way okay it's it's bull it's nick it's jack it's a handful of other guys i've met in real life or plan to meet in real life and so i stay in touch with these people because oh wow you're a real fucking human being. You're not a bot. You're not just some pixel talking a bunch of fucking nonsense. Okay. Because that's one thing I've learned in all the years I've been on Twitter. 90%, maybe more. They're caricatures. They're full of shit. They're trying to get you emotionally invested so that ultimately you either a buy their book buy their merch buy their shit or b join their cause so they tell you about nobility and about duty and honor in the longhouse okay and all i can do is sit back and go would i want to sit down and have a beer with this person and as carl from Black Label Logic, rest in peace, because he's no longer on Twitter. He went one step further and said, I'll go beyond the beer test. Would I introduce this person to my family, to my women, to my boss, my co-workers? I remember him saying that a while back. 
got me to rethink everything. And there's only a small handful of people on Twitter that I would be like, yeah, I would introduce Nick and Bull to my dad because I know they're not going to be fucking retards talking to my dad. I know I could introduce them to my women and they're not going to be fucking retards talking to my women. So he had a point and that's why I stay on Twitter. It is the friends we made along the way plus that's I got on why twitter because i got on twitter because i wanted to solely to follow carl because i wasn't i wasn't getting enough carl from uh you know red man group or whatever it was back in the day you know way back in the day when he was on in the mornings with uh rollo and ryan and rich and, and a couple other dudes who were doing it back then and so i got on there solely to follow him and then i discovered the masculine geek guys and bull rush showed up in there somehow somewhere and you know and then i was like you know these guys are funny i like these guys and then then bull rush started tagging me and dumpster fires and shit too so i temporarily deleted him as a friend but i added him back you know but you know i was i was actually surprised how many how many dudes i ran into on twitter that i actually liked interacting with on twitter because i was mostly on there i wasn't posting shit i was just following carl and a couple of other people and in fact i think it was carl and Rolo and Ryan, that's really all I was following at first. And then, you know, Rob and Vince, and then it went on from there. And then, you know, I liked, I liked, I liked seeing, you know, the shit that they were throwing out there. And, uh, and that surprised me. I didn't, I didn't expect to enjoy that as much as I do. And then I also didn't, I mean, I really had no desire to, to get on anywhere and do what we're doing right now but it was like there was a there was a perfect storm of we were in the pandemic shit i wasn't traveling like i usually do and you know part of part of what i need for my life is interacting with people outside my scope and i used to do that i used to get that out of all the traveling i did for work and then that all went away and so you know so this kind of picked up a little bit of the slack there and then you know found out what a what a harsh bastard Rob was. And I was like, yeah, well, Rob, Rob and I are the same. We may not look like we're the same, but Rob and I are the fucking same. We're brothers you know? from another mother. Yeah. I get and, it. and, and so, you know, and so I got in, I got in, I got into all that. And then, you know, when we started doing this every week, it was like, yeah, this is cool. Cause I can hang out with Rob and then bull and we can, you know, it started out being some pretentious shit, but then we ended up just kind of shooting the shit and, and fucking around like I do with all my other friends too, which is why we're still having that same conversation after For three, three years. Yeah, as, yeah, as Mick Tuba said, yeah. belly aches about every week. <laughs> you guys are still talking Fucker. about the same shit, yeah. Except you know what? Where's it at? You keep showing up, motherfucker. That's all I gotta say to that. You know, you keep showing up. It's like, well, whose fault's that? That you know that we've been doing this for three fucking years. You know, Ron, Ron White, the comedian, had his mm. last his last Netflix special was if you quit listening, I'll shut up. <laughs> there it is. I oh dude. That sounds like a show title right there. If you quit listening, I'll shut up. <laughs> oh, god damn. You know, but we actually 
you know, I mean, shit, I think I think about over the last three and a half years, not that I'm trying to deer against McTubus, but you know, we've talked about all kinds of crazy shit. We really here. have. We really talked have. about guitars. We've talked about philosophers. We've talked about uh, I don't I don't even remember what else because I was. Well, know, we've definitely talked about women. Talked about women, talked about alcohol, talked about cigars, talked about all kinds of shit. We really have. Guys, if anything, for me, from me, when I see me, Bull, and Nick giving each other shit, talking shit, and yeah, according to McTubus, it's the same conversation over the last three fucking years. I still look at it and go, well, goddamn, that's how me and my friends in real life are, okay? We have the same conversations. There's nuance, there's additions, there's subtractions. That You know, you start off with the fish that was, you know this big and now it's only this big because somebody you know nick said let's keep it real bro that wasn't a mackerel that was a minnow and you know a couple years later i'm like well yeah you're right it was just a minnow okay this is if anything it's the idea most young guys out there have no idea not only how to talk to women you guys have no fucking but you don't know how to talk to other men Because I see some of those stupid takes, the stupid shit on the internet. And I and all I could think is, man, I would not even have a drink with you, let alone introduce you to my inner circle. There's some guys I'm like hard pass. No fucking way. You're insufferable. I would never, okay? Most of the guys that I see on the internet, you need to learn how to talk to other men where Guys can look at each other and go, you're kind of an asshole, but you're kind of cool. And then, you know what? You have a chance. That's what I'm hoping, like, via osmosis or whatever, when you watch us three fucking talk shit to each other and to the chat. We give each other shit. We give everyone shit. You learn, oh, wait, this is how guys talk to each other. This is how they talk to women. This is how they talk. I'm not even, and, you know, since I made my living online, at least online software, I mean... My confidence is pretty high, but I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not convinced that, you know, Bull Rush and Rob aren't gay until I meet them and find out if they, you know, if they try to fuck me or something. Fair assessment. Until you meet me in real life, you don't know. And I don't know any of you people in the chat either. Although there are a lot, there are a lot of people. I mean, that's, and you know, that's, that's, that's part two of this because over the past, you know, I mean, the, the three and a half years, sure, but really over the past year and a half, two years, we've solidified the solid core of people that show up pretty regularly, if not every week in the chat, you know, and I look forward to that, too, because, you know, because a lot of the like SAST, you know, SAST and I don't talk as much as we used to, but, you know, I still like staying in touch with SAS. I like seeing his shit on Twitter. And uh, do not drop the soap. Oh, you fucking bunch of homoerotic motherfuckers. But see, that's what I'm saying, okay? Sleeping on your stomach, do not... They always out themselves. Well, there's that. You know, a bunch of pudwhackers anyway, cornholers. But hey, it's that idea. This is how you figure out, hey, is this guy worth a fuck or not? 
All these alpha males, you gotta have, you know, here's the seven-point checklist. If she has tattoos, red and green hair, and and blah, 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 and this and that, and there's no nobility, no honor, no duty, yeah, that's not a keeper. Really, bro? Nobody I, nobody I know, none of my friends, and none of my business acquaintances, and not even, not even Nick Jr. And let me tell you, you know, Nick Jr. is wildly successful as a 27 year old young man he you know in in terms of all the usual you know worldly objective measurements for success he's he's so far past where i was at his age that it's like it's not even it's not even funny and you know he he spent a few i mean he was you know he was up at four every morning going to the gym listening to jocko you know, listening to all the usual stuff, you know, to, to get now he doesn't do any of that shit anymore either. You know, that that was like that was like for a time. And then he got past that and he figured out his shit. And so now he knows what he needs to do for himself and he knows what he wants. And and so he goes out and he gets that. And, you know, and that's no that's no shit against Jocko, because for, you know, for uh, Nick Jr., you know, he he moved off on his own. He's like, you know, I need to figure out what I want and how I'm going to get there. And so he found, you know, different shit that got him there. And, you know, some of that, some of that was from me and some of it wasn't, which is fine because you got to go out and test everything. And, you know, he's gotten to the point where, you know, he's figured out what he needs and he's moved on. He's not just staying on, the hamster wheel listening to the same old shit, the same old people, mm-hmm. because he knows it's not about that. And he probably, he spends less time online than I do mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, he's on his, he's, he's doing his work shit. He's playing with his dogs and he's relaxing by his swimming pool mm. and going to, and going to the gym. And that's, that's pretty much it, you know, and banging his girlfriend, you know, hey, nothing and, wrong with that either. And so he's figured that shit out anyway. Right. Dante for member for one month. Yep, I'm back to the Tuscan Raiders shit, Nick. Jokes aside, only a member because I pay my banter gym membership fee. Never been happier and the people I care about about it get the benefits. Cheers. Thank you, Dante. I don't object to the Tuscan Raider growl. I just, it's it's like if you use it for everything, then it's meaningless. No, it's not. It is. No. See, there's another, see, there's another big disagreement between myself and Rob. Apparently, you know, we have to ban each other on the internet because we can't agree to disagree. Let's agree, let's just agree to disagree on that. That's one. right. We'll just agree to disagree that I like the Tuscan Raiders. You're saying it's a bit overplayed. That's fine. <laughs> Rob, I, I Rob, I respect you as a stoic and as <laughs> and as and as I respect you as a noble stoic, let's say that. <laughs> as hey. A fellow noble stoic on the path of righteousness. Oh, hey, but before you you do that, Nick, you know, I I have to just say the original (laughs) shirt, motherfucker, even back with the 8 p.m. time, okay? Just just throwing that out there, you know, before you decide to go fucking cornhole and cornhole and all that shit on. Oh, shit. shit. Oh, shit. Look at this guy who wants to hear the Tuscan Raiders. (laughs) 
He just likes hearing that because it sounds like his wife orgasming. Maybe. But, oh. it's, but it's the idea that he's been a member for four months after three years of bitching about us, talking about the same Fucking shit over yikes. and over. <laughs> Talk about the harshness. Jesus Christ. Even I wouldn't say that. <laughs> well, Bull is the harshest, really. He doesn't say much, but when he does, oh shit, goddamn, they're all coming in now. They're all re enlisting. See what I've done for you? I've, man. <laughs> I'm your best pitch, man. <laughs> More Tuscan Raiders. See? This, you know, this goes back to Red Evening with me and Jack. Whenever he has a reenlistment or he gets a super chat, he wants the applause, which I get. I understand. But I'm like, man, I want to be different. I want the Tuscan Raiders because Tuscan Raiders rule. Okay. Sand people rule. Where's, where's, where's Mish? Mish was around here. Yeah. He was around here a minute ago. He fucking understands. Oh shit. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. Alex Patino for the five American dollars. (laughs) Fuck all y'all. Piece of shit. There, there was your money shot you guys were looking for. The finger and fuck all y'all. You're all pieces of shit. That's it right there. <laughs> Thank you, sir. What, what you need on your soundboard is oh, you need... Oh, there he is. Speak of the sand, you know, the, the Tuscan Raider himself, the fucking sand people himself. There he is. You need you need that line from, uh, from Full Metal Jacket when they're out and the dude drives up with the hooker on the back of his little me so horny <laughs> no not the me so horny one it's the one where she's uh where they don't want to she doesn't want to fuck the black dude because oh too buku yeah. yeah you need to get you need to get two buku on there oh, so oh that- dude i will find that i will make that a sound effect Two buku, two buku. yeah this is some black alabama you know or what was it he said it was Black Alabama from, you know, black black anaconda from Alabama, but it ain't too yeah, goddamn boo This is a fine specimen of Alabama black snake. That's right, but it ain't too said. goddamn boo But it ain't too goddamn boo as you can see. <laughs> That's like, right. Okay. okay. I, I liked okay. what Animal Mother said when he went in and the swooped her. And he's like, all you, you know, all you, uh, you know, N-words can fucking hang. <laughs> yeah that was good shit there (laughs) what he said was all you fucking niggers can fucking hang oh there it is there goes the the monetization here i was trying to be upright but boy nick had to go down oh shit yeah i forgot you're monetized right now i forgot about that we're we're late enough in the episode by now dude i already told you i gotta go back and re-edit this anyway because i got a copyright claim right off the intro i already know (laughs) that so i have to go back you know this is Pre-emptive uh, shit I gotta do later because I figured out certain intros get hit right off the bat and some don't and I figured out how I can preempt that. That it's like, oh, that intro's gonna get hammered. So, okay, well, after the show, I'll go back, I'll re-edit and it's fine. So well, you guys thing, will see it here. Here's the thing that I, don't, that I don't understand. Now, I can understand 
not saying that word as a pejorative or saying it, you know, just casually, you know, just like black dudes do. I can, I can see, I can, I can accept that there's a, a, a line there, but, but people who are queasy about actually quoting it, I don't understand that at all. And then, and then the other part of it is if you're, if you're saying the N word, but it refers to that, you're still saying that. Because that's what everybody's thinking. So you're not really you're not really dodging anything. You're just you know you've just made a new word that means the same thing. Yet that's supposed to be somehow more acceptable, which I think you know, which I think is bullshit. You know, if you're quoting somebody who said the word, say the fucking word. I'm not here to, you know, I'm not here to appease YouTube censors or, you know. And plus, I'm not you know. In fairness, I'm not making my living here, so you know, I don't really give a fuck. And I understand why people who are making their living here do give a fuck. And this is not any shade against them. But you know, I just don't give a shit. I guess Nick's not lying about being my neighbor. Well, <laughs> I, I still think I live farther south than you in our fair state. I don't think you live farther south than me. But maybe you do. Maybe you're better at OPSEC than I am. And you, you know, laugh, you can laugh at being called a sand nigger or any other word you shouldn't. Oh, yeah. Then well, Bull went there too. He said the hard R. But to, I was listening to what Nick said, and I'm actually with you, Nick, because I'm not, you know, making a living off this channel. But I understand the ludicrousness, the, you know, mm -hmm. the, the absolute bullshit because of the algorithm and some rando coming along and going, oh. <gasps> You said the word with the hard R and they get offended and I get it. Or ultimately, I don't care. Rather, we're that's quoting a movie. That's their delicate sensibilities. Right, exactly. And like me said and like, like Dame said, dude, I won't say anything if you don't. I don't care, you know, because we all know. And that's the funny thing. That's how when I think, you know, of Vince um masculine geek getting nuked off of twitter he was oh, bantering yeah. just like we all do with me right bantering with you called you a bundle of sticks if i remember yeah. right or something along yeah. those lines Exactly. Because that was between you and him. And I saw it and I was like, oh, look at these guys fucking, you know, busting each other's balls, which is what it was. But somebody or the algorithm snagged it. And the next thing you know, Vince is screaming into the void. Okay. That's the point. I'm looking it's at like, it going, God damn. Being on a conversation of two guys and being like, getting offended about what they say to each other. Hmm? Just because you had, just because you happen to hear it. Or whether we're an earshot of it. Right. You know, but that's the problem. You know. That's the problem today. I can remember back in the late 90s, early aughts, you know, my first tour with the armored car company I was involved with. We, we hired a woman and she was of delicate sensitivities. <clears throat> and she overheard guys cracking jokes and saying shit because otherwise she was like literally one of the only women there but she overheard guys saying guy shit and she got offended okay and so hr had to be brought into the conversation and nobody got fired nobody got written up but she was isolated and treated differently from then on okay yeah. kind of the same argument that it's like, look, 
you know, we're, you're the one with the delicate sensitivities. If you can't stand it, get out of the kitchen. You know, if you can't handle a hot kitchen, get out. And it's kind of the same thing here as far as I'm concerned. If Dame and Mish can both go, <laughs> look at you guys doing the white man thing. You know, look at you crackers cracking the whip and saying the hard R, but we won't say nothing if you don't. If these motherfuckers can be like, oh God, look at you fucking white boys talking white shit, leaning into it, and they're okay with it, then why should anyone else be offended? Because they know we're not serious. We're not racist. We're not a bunch of KKK or whatever. They're just like, oh, look, well, okay, maybe you are. You are from the South. I, I will say that. Point. I'm the grand, I'm the grand, I'm the grand plegal of our local chapter. <laughs> you're, you're the grand <laughs> wizard? <laughs> no, I'm the grand plegal. Plegal, all right. Well, either yeah. way. You know, it's one of those that, dude, if if the guys in the chat, if the, the sand, you know, hard, you know, the sand ends can be okay with it and the other ends can be okay with it. The, the melanin enhanced. Yeah, the, 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 you know. the, the non-melanin, <laughs> you know, the, the melanin non, you know, uh, fuck, what am I thinking here? It's like vertically challenged, but it's the melanly challenged, or you know, but this is the non melanly in challenge, you know, enhanced in challenged people can handle it. Jesus, then, I'm like, confused, yeah, man. I know, I'm fucked up about it too. <laughs> Danny's <laughs> even got a question. You know, melanin, there's a melanin challenged. There you go. There's a, yeah, I don't know. There's a, there I, had a I had an interesting conversation <laughs> with my ex father in law several years back. Even the when, Filipino can get in on this when he's like oh this is my wheelhouse all right <laughs> when uh when we got to the hunting club and there was a there was a you know there's the usual you know it was all dudes out there and there's yeah. the usual kind of you know chatter you're going to have and then he and i were talking he's like you know if you ever bring you know my daughter your wife out here you're gonna have you're gonna have to be the one to tell everybody to clean up their language and i'm like Ooh. I'm like, first of all, have you conversed with your daughter lately? Yeah. And have you heard all, this shit fall out of her mouth? And, and second of all, I mean, you should hear the stuff she says when I'm fucking her. That's what I should have said to her, but I didn't. No shit. You should do what as, I I wasn't as harsh I'm... back then. Yeah, apparently and, uh, you were working on it. But I told her, I was, like, I was like, no, if she wants to come out here, they shouldn't have to change for her. She's the one who needs to either handle it or we'll go do something else. You know, I'll take her, you know, I'll take her hunting elsewhere, but I ain't taking her out here and then, you know, running around and, you know, telling everybody else, you know, you got to clean up your language. My wife is here because all they would do is, you know, they would probably, you know, get us all drunk and try to fuck her if I did something like that, <laughs> you know? That's right. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, you know, yeah, but that's that's one of the things I wish I'd have thought to say back then was you should hear how she talks. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck her. Yeah. That you, yeah. You know, that kind of ties into the Nixon whole nobility thing. 
That, that, well, it ties into the whole nobility thing when you think about it. That's it, right. It does. It really does because it's it's the same bullshit argument from the trad cons talking about, you know, it's it literally is you don't talk that way around a lady. And I'm like, have you heard that lady when I'm fucking her from behind and pulling her hair? Because she will make right. a sailor blush. You know, the shit you think of saying, she's saying way worse. You're just thinking it, she's already saying. It's like, right. come on, get a fucking grip. Same fucking concept. <laughs> yeah, that, that's it. That. Get a fucking grip. That's yeah. right, get a grip. It's like, clearly you don't know what your daughter says when you're not around. You know, you know? because the shit she says, even I'm like, God damn, that's pretty fucking harsh. I mean, and I've, I've had a lot of those conversations with different chicks that I dated over the years. There was one, and thankfully her parents did not live in state. They lived, <laughs> actually they lived in Texas, but, but they were, they, they were, they were over visiting and they were talking, this was year, this was in my twenties. They were talking the same shit. This was the, this was the chick who I dated, who was in her early thirties when I was in my mid twenties and uh you know they were they were they were throwing that rap on me and just that prior weekend we'd been taking a shower together and she just got on her knees in the shower and wanted me to piss on her and I'm like I'm like do you first of all you don't know your daughter <laughs> exactly <laughs> second of all you don't want to know her like this so why don't you just back the fuck off and uh, let me, you know, let me handle things the way I see fit. <laughs> so <laughs> there well, the it reason is. I, there the reason is. I remembered that story is because like, you know, an hour ago, I said something about, you know, golden leashes are better than golden showers. And uh, that's what reminded <laughs> me of that. How does she know? Because, well, to, I mean, and, and to date, that's that's really the only chick I've ever had do that. And I was not I was not prepared uh, mentally nor uh, <laughs> physically to to oblige her at that time. But well, you know, and going on with uh, before we wrap it up here in a little bit, going back to the whole nobility idea. It ties into what you just said there, and it reminds me of something I saw here today, yesterday on Twitter about the whole, you know, well, maybe, you know, something along the lines of, well, you know, if dads were around more, maybe their daughters wouldn't be such thoughts and hoes. And, you know, and that's not the exact quote, but it goes along with that. And Nuke, Nuclear Cadillo, basically said, hey, all I can do is hope that, I, you know, all I can promise and guarantee is I'll be the best dad I can. Otherwise, she's going to turn out how she turns out. And boy, he got a lot of fucking hate for that. Yeah. Because it was a lot, yeah, a lot of the guys, you know, a lot of idealists. Oh, oh, you're so, you're just saying you give up or, oh, there's this and there's that. And, and I agree with Nuke. It's like, dude. You can do whatever you want. You can be as present as you want. You can do all the bullshit. But the thing is, everybody has their own personalities. They have their own wants, needs, and desires. And they're going to do what they want to do no matter how good of a dad you are. Okay? Like Free even. A motherfucker. Well, oh, and yeah. like you said, Bull, if you can keep your daughter off a stripper pole then you did a good job, okay? And that about sums it up. And even then, 
I would even go on and say, well, even if you didn't, even if she decides the stripper pole life is her life, you did the best you could, okay? Because free will's a bitch, all right? And all these guys, because I was quote tweeting them earlier saying, hard rebellion at 18, okay? Nothing has changed for you. Because I remember growing up with parents, you know, with dads and moms from other families, oh, my kids will never. And that's exactly what their kids did. Because that was their way of saying, fuck you, mom, fuck you, dad. I'm going to do what I want. And they pulled a hard rebellion where, hey, some of those people never talk to their parents again. You know, I know some of them. They're my age now. Hey, how's your parents? I don't know. I haven't talked to them in 30 years. Fuck them. Okay. That's a hard rebellion. And if you're going to be the parent thinking, well, I'm going to be the omnipresent dad. And I'm going to keep her off the stripper pole no matter what because I'm going to instill values. It's like, oh, hard rebellion incoming for you if that's the direction she goes. Same with your son. You do the best you can, but that's all you can do. Well, I mean, and... And the problem again with a lot of this is, you know, because I start, you know, I almost got into it with somebody about that today because he was talking about this is how you raise, you know, pure daughters who are going to, you know, let me choose their husband for them and swerve Alex, whatever Mm -hmm. he's calling himself these days said are you currently a father now and he's like well no i haven't had any kids yet i just started laughing i was like he doesn't know shit yet you know i've raised i've raised two sons both are late 20s early 30s and you can you can have all these admiral goals for where you want your kids to be yep and and you can do the things that you think will help lead them there and and that's great that's fine but the thing is is that doing the things that lead them there, that's the trick. Yep. And if you're if you know how to do it and you and you execute that well, whatever that is, you know, we'll just say you execute it well without being overbearing and all this other kind of shit, if you can keep from coming across that way, then maybe it works out for you. And I hope it does. I really do. The problem is that, you know, a lot of the dudes who think that way, they they implement this, they try to execute it. And no matter what they do, it always comes across as just being too overbearing. And they, and so they take complete responsibility for how their kids turn out instead of taking responsibility for raising them with love, with guidance, with leadership, with direction, with humor, with all the different things that go into that soup that help you, you know, that help you raise your kids. But at the end of the day, you know, those kids are human beings. They have agency. They have agency before they're 18. Oh, yeah. But but when they're 18, they have both agency and legality on their side. Yep. And look, I'm proud of both of my kids. They're both solid men. I I love them and I'm proud of them. Hell, they they both ended up in, you know, in jail, you know, on misdemeanors, but they ended up in jail when they were when they went out on their own and they were partying and they were doing shit and shit got out of hand and it's not because they were doing anything necessarily evil or horrible, but shit happens. Yep. You know, I mean, I did all the same shit that they did that they 
got caught doing. I just never got caught. Right. That's and the I could have, I could have ended up, you know, in with a misdemeanor in jail for the same reasons that they did. And I just didn't because I was either luckier or I was sneakier. So, either you know, way. whatever. Yeah. Either, either way. Either way. It's not, it's not your failure necessarily as a parent. It's just there, there comes a time where you have to cut that cord. You have to accept the fact that those kids are responsible for themselves and I'm not responsible for their behavior. Now, if you, if you raise them in a crack house and they were getting sexually abused by crackheads and shit all their life. Okay. That's a different story, but those are the extremes, right? You know, having just raising your kids and recognizing that you can't be there for everything. You can't do everything. You do what you can do. And most of the time, if you do what you can do, that's good enough. And that's it. And and I want to address Alex and then Marty's commented on something. I want to throw my two cents at that, too. That's the harshness right there. No shit. Okay, but Alex Sear says he's a father of two daughters, six and four. One time I said that I would not let any guy have her, and my cousin said, don't worry, they'll give themselves away by themselves. And then he's laughing and drinking because he understood it. Okay, this is the difference between a soft rebellion, which is what all kids go through. We all did it. Bull did it, I did it, Nick did it. It's the whole autonomy. I fuck you, Dad. I'm gonna do what I want. I mean, yeah, that's a natural. That's a natural order to right. the children. Right. Adole- and in the, when they hit the adolescent yeah. stage, is that they're gonna assert their autonomy. Right. Because of peers and everything else, and figuring out who they are in the world. We all go through it. That's the soft rebellion. That's where you go off and tell the, your mom and dad, fuck you guys, I know everything. I'm 18, I figured it all out. Okay, And then by about 25 or so, you kind of come back with your hat in your hands and you go, oh shit, maybe you, maybe you knew something that I didn't. That's a soft rebellion. We all go through it. But then there's the hard rebellion, which is where you go off and tell mom and dad, fuck you, and then you never speak to them again, okay? Most of these guys that talk about kind of like what Alex started with, with the whole, I would not let any guy have. Now, if he believed that, instead of the drinks and the smileys and the laughies, he's got a soft rebellion coming as all fathers do, as all parents do. The soft rebellion, he's got about another 10 years for each kid, given the ages of six and four. He's got 10 years of good times, and then the soft rebellion begins. And as long as he keeps this mentality of, oh, shit, yeah, well, they're going to do what they're going to do, he'll just have a soft rebellion, and that's it. They'll be fine, okay? They, you know, maybe they end up on a stripper pole, maybe they don't. But either way, they're going to stay in touch. They're going to stick around and probably come back and go, God damn, Dad, you were right. Okay. That's- and, I, and, and just let me throw in real quick. It, the way I look at it, that soft rebellion that you talk about, mm-hmm. that's just them growing up and becoming adults right. and taking responsibility it's a rite for of passage. Shit. That's all that it's, is. That's it. It's a rite of passage. But some of these yahoos on the internet 
that have kids this age, six and four, or don't have kids, or, you know, like certain shed dwellers that have 10-year-olds and think they're the awesome alpha father whoever alphaed, that they've got a world of hurt coming because if you're going to be that guy going, I'm going to make sure that I won't let any guy and I will make sure that, you know, I will pick her husband for her or I'll pick his wife for her or whatever it is. You have a hard rebellion coming. And this is nothing new. This isn't new since the internet. This has been going on since day one. Because I know people, like I said, to this day, they're my age. They're in their 50s who haven't spoke to their parents in 40 years, you know, or 30 years. That I'm like, hey, how's your parents doing? I don't know. I don't talk to them anymore. Jesus. Yeah, that's a hard rebellion. They decided, fuck you, and they walked and never looked back. That's the hard rebellion. And there are men and women both who have this coming. And this is not new. This is not a new phenomenon. Because I grew up with it before the internet. That it's like, oh shit. You know, I know plenty of guys and a couple of women who said, fuck them. And that's the last they wrote. And it's like, oh, that's the hard rebellion. And if you try to, well, I'm going to be the alpha patriarchal father, you got a hard rebellion coming. Whether you know it or not, it's like, do you want to be around your kids? Do you want them in your life later? You know, whether it's in your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, or ever, you got to let them go. Because some people want to be saved and some want to be damned. You have to let them make their own choices because free agency, free will is a bitch. You well, the thing the I best. think is that thing I think is interesting about that is is I I realized as my kids exited late childhood and started becoming teenagers and shit like that is the you you realize that that there is like you had you had pretty much total control for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I, and I've talked before about having young kids, you know, that's, that's probably the only time in your life, unless you're a famous athlete or somebody who's done something extraordinary that everybody worships. That's the only time an average dude is going to be pedestalized is when he's, when he's got those young kids, because if he's doing a decent, you know, if he's doing the basics, you know, and I would call it mainly, you know, beta buck shit, but not in a, I don't mean that in a pejorative way. I mean, that's, that's part of being a dad is, you know, you there's, there's comfort and there's provisioning and there's shit that you have to do and that you have to provide. If you're doing that shit and doing a decent job of it, then your kids pedestalize you. And then your, your, your spouse, your wife, and your, uh, you know, your in-laws, your parents, people in the neighborhood, they'll stoke that fire a little bit too, because everybody wants to, everybody wants that. Everybody wants to believe in that. But the problem is, and you see this with these guys in their thirties on Twitter, that the alpha, you know, the family alphas out there (laughs) is that they, they start believing that shit and they believe that it's going to be that way. And it has to be that way forever. And they do a couple of things. They either double down on, you know, what great leaders of children that they are, or they subtly, and it's a very subtle thing that they do, but they actually start pedestalizing their kids, Yep. but they, but they spin it in their heads and for the world in a way 
that they try to make it look like that's not what's happening. Right. And, and so, because they want, they want that congenial relationship with their kids all the time. Now, some people do a great job. They, well, it's not just Zach. (laughs) Yeah, but he's, he's the, he's the, the caricature slash prototype. Well, I mean, he's 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 got all the he's got all the labels and terminology. Yeah, out he there, does. So he's, he's, he does. He's, he's an you know, easy target. He did it target. to himself. Right? Yeah, he's an easy target. But and and look, you know, I think he's dopey, but I think he's a I think he's a good dad. You know, from what I can see, you know, he loves his kids. They love him. He does all that. But everybody doubles down on this shit in their thirties, and they they don't realize that. And at least this is the way I saw it as my kids entered the teenage years and I started both remembering myself then and watching what they did. And particularly because I had boys and I, I looked at it in that context because I was, you know, I was the same. Same. Um, they, you know, I realized that my control at that point was not there anymore. That was that was an illusion. And I could I could choose to believe it or I could start adapting myself to accepting the fact that they're growing into independent men. And I didn't want kids who were always I didn't want the kids who were, you know, you know, I never wanted the bumper sticker that said my kids are honor students at, you know, faggot elementary or whatever it is. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that, right? But but to me, those those kids they succeeded in one area, but they they kind of lacked in another area. And I wanted my kids to be, I wanted them to be educated and smart, but I also wanted, I never wanted them to lose a a, a little bit of savagery and a little bit of I'm just going to go out and fucking do this on my own goddamn authority. And then when they fuck up and fail, let them understand that okay, yeah, you failed. Yeah, you're going to pay a little price for that, but so fucking what? World's world life goes on, you know, you have to you have to carry your own water and it doesn't mean I don't love you. And so and so I started taking that approach and you know, I had a couple of years of friction with both of my boys. It wasn't anything serious. It was soft rebellion kind of stuff like mm-hmm. you were talking about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now at this point, you know, I go down to visit, you know, Nick Jr. Um, or if I go visit my other boy, you know, if I go down to Florida, I'm visiting, you know, Nick Jr. He'll I mean, he'll invite me out with his friends and go hang out and, you know, drink beers and shoot pool and do whatever. I would have never done that with my parents. In fact, I never did do that. With Same my parents. here. I never, Same here. I never asked my parents. Now, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. And I don't care. That's just Same. the relationship that we have. Right. And I'm not saying that makes me a great parent. I'm just surprised by that because neither of them are, and I know they don't tell me everything, but neither of them are just like, you know, oh no, I can't have my dad hanging out with, you know, me and my girlfriend or me and my, you know, buddies, you know, getting drunk and throwing darts and and shit like that, going fishing. And so that's why I bristle at a lot of this other stuff, because like you, I sense for a lot of people, not everybody. And you, and that's the thing, you never know where it's going to crop up, but I sense hard rebellions coming for a lot of people. Yep. And that's why, because dad, dad can't break away from the pride of having to be acknowledged as the alpha dog. Right. Right. And because for a while, no matter how much your, your kids admire and respect you, they can admire and respect you. And at the same time, silently you know think you're full of shit because they're supposed to because you can't become an adult and become responsible for yourself 
and just believe everything your dad tells you, even if later you come back and you're like, oh, yeah, he was right. But they still have to make that break, because if they don't, then they're just, you know, they're just puppies their whole life and puppies get squashed. And so I think it's a good thing for I think the soft rebellion is a good thing. And that's kind of what I want to see. And my kids both went through that. And I gave them a little bit of hell for it, but nothing, you know, too serious. But I just, you know, I just felt like, you know, if they were doing stuff that I really thought, you know, they were headed the wrong direction, I'm still going to say something about it, but I'm not going to browbeat them and I'm not going to make them pay endlessly for it when they do fail. Right. You know, I mean, I've had to, I had to bail my kid out of jail, you know, that piss. And it was on, it was on Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving day at my in-laws house. And it was because he was drinking too much with his fucking aunt and her boyfriend. And he was underage at all of that shit, you know, all at the same time. And so that could have gone in a lot of different ways, you know? And I just, you know, it was like, Hey, you fucked up. And you could have really hurt yourself or somebody else. Thank God you didn't. Don't fucking do it again. And, you know, I didn't run interference for him. Um, I made him pay me back, you know, yeah. the bail money. Right. He um, had to all accept that the consequences of what he did. Exactly. Right. Cause that, because because the point is, and then I'll get to this point and then I'll shut the fuck up, is that there comes a point where it's not my job to run interference for you anymore right. if you're a legal adult. Yeah. I'll stand with you. I'll, I'll, I'll stand with you wherever you at. I'll go through it with you. And, and I'm not going to stop loving you, but I'm also not going to bail your sorry yeah. ass out if you yeah. fucked up. Exactly. You know? Yeah, exactly. And, and, and to me, that's, that's what worked for me. And, and I have, I think everybody who's raised kids probably has a regret or two, but I, you know, I really don't have any serious regrets aside from, you know, maybe not shifting into that mindset a little bit faster when they were, you know, still like, you know, 11, 12 ish. Cause it was, it, it started to be a problem for me for a while. I'm like, you know, and, and I realized it was because I couldn't let go of the relationship we had yeah. when, when they were young and they idolized me and they couldn't imagine anybody better or stronger or whatever than me. But yet you, they get old enough and they realize, oh, yeah, he's just another guy like all these other fucking guys. Yeah, he's you just know? another asshole. He's my, he's my asshole, but he's still just another asshole. Right. And, right. and so, you know, you got to reconcile yourself with that as a dad. And that can be hard to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't necessarily see it coming. Well, and that's... That's the difference that, you know, never mind, you know, what, what, what are you going to tell son? What are you going to tell daughter? (laughs) That's the point. You as the parent, as the father, the mother, whatever it may be, depending on your gender, you have to come to a point where you realize for you that, hey, you know what? I got to cut the, I got to cut the strings because if you don't, if you decide to double down on it, you're going to get a hard rebellion. If if you can't let go, your fucking kids were going to walk and you're never going to see them again because they're going to say, fuck it. Because I know, because there's been a couple of points in my own life where I was right at the brink of a hard rebellion with my parents. And it, it took them, not me, them, realizing here's where we're at. And this kid's about to walk. 
permanently. And they were able to finally go, whoa, we got to back off here because he's going to do what he's going to do. He either wants to be saved or he wants to be damned. And there's nothing we can do about it. And if we try to hang on, he's going to walk and he's never going to look back. He's never going to have any remorse, any regret, any, any bullshit. Because they know me well enough to know that, yeah, if, if I walk, it's it's a one and done. They knew that well enough. They were smart enough to figure that out. That shit, the kid's about to walk and it's a permanent walk. This isn't a temporary walk. This isn't a cool off walk. He's literally not even mad. He's just like, ah, fuck it. I'm done. Done with it. Yep. And that's where I was. You know, it's like, ah, fuck it. I'm done. I'm not mad. I'm not angry. I'm not sad. I'm not remorseful. I'm just over it. I'm over I got it. A, all. I got a life to live. Yep. And I got shit it ain't to do. Your life, motherfucker. It's exactly. mine. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's, that's like one of my my daughter. We were talking here a while back. We we're talking about going to the range. She's like, "Dad, I'm really not interested in going to the range and shooting and stuff. What are you interested in? Oh, I like to maybe get some cosplay and how you want to buy you some paints or like it." And she was upset about it a little bit. She's like, you're not mad at me. I'm like, right. I just brought you to range because that's what I enjoyed. You don't have to like everything that I like. Well, that's, you know, that I need to. that's like, something you're, a kid you're needs to years know old, about. Man. I mean, that's something, in my opinion, a kid needs to know about because <laughs> at the very least, they're going to be over to a friend's house sometime and, you know, their, their friend's going to pull out a pistol or say, hey, let's go look at my dad's guns or whatever. You want somebody who knows what they're doing. And then, you know, the thing that I learned is that, you know, they get 10 years past, you know, they get their mid twenties and all of a sudden they do come back and, you know, start showing some interest in the shit that went on in the that's past. What I was thinking, that's what I was thinking too, that, you know, she'll, she'll, cause kids go and they have a lot of interest and stuff. You know, she's interested in drawing and stuff now. She enjoys that. So I don't take it personally. And she well, might you know, come back and be like, let's throw the range dad. Well, and you know, I got, I've got, you know, and I, I have no idea what it's like, you know, raising girls, you know, for me, for me, I thought it was pretty easy raising boys because they liked it. You know, they like sports. They like hunting, fishing. They liked everything that I liked pretty much, or they were interested in it for a, a little bit of time. And, you know, they, they both have stuck with it. One of them hunts more, one of them fishes more, but you know, they've, you know, they haven't, they haven't really backed off from any of that, any of that shit, you know, you know what, you know, they, they both got into music to a degree you know, all, all the, you know, all the shit. So, I mean, it's like, yeah. Cause like my daughter, she, she, uh, she wanted, she's into playing guitar now. So I went and bought her. A nice. Yeah. Doing an acoustic. Hey, I mean, my, you know, Nick Jr. Just stole one of my fucking guitars here and he moved out. <laughs> I was like, so where's my fucking Epiphone? And he was like, he's like, Oh, I've got it. And I was like, did you ever think to ask? And he's like, well, you never play it. And I was like, well, that's true. I can't I, argue I, that. I played my other one. I was like, it's still my property. How'd you like it if I, you know, came and, you know, stole your whatever. whatever. Dad goes, he's like, yeah. Nick went right. anarcho, anarcho-capitalist on like he's property. Like, you want me to bring it back? And I was like, no, I don't mind you having it. I just, you know, you could have just at least could have a fucking, fucking asked me. You yeah. just told me you were, you know, right. you were gonna, you you you, take you, it. You, you could have yeah. said I'm taking it instead of just taking it. Right. Hey, Red Hawk, it, and and I know roughly your age. I know roughly what generation you are. I know a lot of your uh, geopolitical leanings. 
We'll call it that. I know also your predilection towards faith or religion, then not. And granted, I don't claim to know it all, but I've seen enough based on who you follow and who you engage with. And I know where you're at and I have an idea of what ultimately you're looking for going down the road as far as family, tradition, children, all of that. I have I have a decent idea. I may not always interact with you and and engage with you, but I see it. And so you saying the last 30 minutes or so have hit you hard, good, okay? Because in a lot of ways, this last 30 minutes with kids and hard and soft rebellions is geared to guys like you, okay? These younger gentlemen who are wanting a family, wanting kids, all of that, traditional values. I mean, I respect it. I do. Because I grew up in it. I understand it. You want to talk about faith and right wing and all that stuff. Dude, I am not unfamiliar. And yet there's been a couple of times in my life where I almost pulled a hard rebellion. Okay. And then, yeah, I'm not a dad, but I am and was a son. And so even though I may not understand the intricacies and the pitfalls and the hurdles that parents go through, I remember, even though I'm 51, I remember what it was like being a teenager. I remember what it was like being in my 20s. All of that, none of that shit's been wiped out of my mind. I remember the challenges I presented to my parents, and I remember the challenges they presented to me. And that's where, if there's going to be any authority, that it's like, well, I may not be a dad, and I may not have children, but I remember what it was like being a child. And I remember the challenges, because again, I have friends that are my age, who some walked away for a moment and then came back, like I did, where, oh, you did your soft rebellion thing, you had your moment where, fuck you, dad, but not really. But I also know the ones who said, fuck you, dad, and it was for real. And I know where the mistakes were made from talking to them, from witnessing it in some cases, where I got to see it firsthand that it's like, oops, you fucking burned a bridge there, buddy. And the dad or the mom or both had no idea that it's like, yep, you just burned that bridge. Because you don't know your kids like I know them because they're my friends. They're the people that come and talk to me about the bullshit that goes on in the house and about what they intend to do about it. That's the things that I bring that the hard and soft rebellion shit, it's not new. This is older than time. Well, the thing thing that... Tread carefully. The thing that, you know, uh, Roman's in the chat. And yes. About 30 minutes ago, I think, or somewhere, he said something about, you know, dad's job is to become obsolete. And and I that's that's what I've ascribed yeah, to as well. I would agree and, with that. 100%. And I, I would say only I would say only in this. But the, the thing I would say is that it's it's your job to become obsolete. And then ideally, at least for me, ideally is for like both of my sons at this point you know we got through our our little you know friction period in the mid to late teens and then we kind of retreated to our respective corners for a couple of years and you know we're still interacting and do you know there was nothing out of the ordinary it was just you know 
they were feeling their way on their own and they were testing, all right, well, I fucked up. What's dad going to do for me now? And they found out what I was going to do for him. And it wasn't a whole fucking lot. You're right. Um, because that's the way, that's the way, because I looked at it like if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, do I want them to be somebody who's who needs to seek somebody who's going to give them help but have a lot of strings attached to it, which is the thing with me. If if I I wouldn't I did not give them help that necessarily had strings attached to it. It right. would just be more like I'm not giving you help at all because you need to learn to do this on your own. Right. Now, if you need to come back here and talk to me, if you need to come home and take a shower or wash your clothes or whatever else. Yeah, I'll let you do all that kind of shit. But as far as just like, you know, always being right there to bail you out of whatever yep. you're into, I'm not going to do that. Yep. And and what I've what I've gotten now, though, is, you know, in their mid 20s, you know, starting their mid 20s, they still did some fucked up shit. But then all of a sudden they would come and talk to me and they were they would be like, well, here's the situation. I don't know what to do. Right now, and I wouldn't, and and what I did is I didn't just sit there and say, well, "Here's what I think you need to do." I'd sit there. We we basically what I was trying to do was subtly teach them how to break down a problem and analyze it, right. and look at the consequences. How, well, you you made your bed. Now, how do you sleep in it, or how do you get out of it? Right, and but look at all the possibilities. Right, and 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 that made me happy, not because I was necessarily giving them advice. It made me happy because they were willing to talk to me about what was going on. Right. There you and go. And I knew I knew that if they if they knew they could come to talk to me about what was going on and I wasn't going to beat the shit out of them for it or ridicule them or say aha so you should have listened them. to me all along and yep. and all that kind of crap, then I knew they would never feel alone and I knew that they would never just let that all build up inside them until it came out in some kind of other destructive way. So, and that was really by that point, what I wanted to do. And it's not like they made, you know, it's not like they were making horrible decisions out right. there, you know, selling right. crack on the street and pimping out hoes and doing anything like that. You know, it was just, it was the usual fucked up shit that most people do learning how to be an adult. Right. And you know, that, you know, to me, it's like I always say, whether I whether I was or am a good dad or not, I don't get to make that decision. My kids, that's up to my kids to decide. Right. You know, but, you know, for me, I feel like, you know, it's kind of it's why I always say if I die tomorrow, I'm good because I, I feel like I've done really everything that's in my power to do. And and if I fucked up anything, then it doesn't seem to have been all that bad. So I'm not worried about it. And and that comes from getting to the point where and it's a hard thing to do, but it comes from getting to that point where you have to look at your kid and say, that's not me. He's his own person. You know, he's he's his own man. And that's one of the things if we ever did have a conversation about it, I was like, look, I'm always going to there's always going to be a thing that I would prefer you do. But that's because either it's what I would do or, you know, it's what I think is probably a safer option. But you're not me. I'm not you. I don't get to decide that for you. You have to decide that for yourself. And you have to do that knowing that, you know, you're the one that has to pay the piper, not me. I'm not here to pay the piper for you. You have to pay the piper yourself. And there it is. And with that, kids, we're at about two and a half hours. I don't know about Nick and Bull, but I need to eat and I need to go to bed. So I think we need to call it good for tonight. We can maybe carry on this discussion next week. 
And I need to go back and look at the just notes so that I can say, oh, yeah, this is what we're <laughs> going to carry on for the next just notes. Because clearly I, I know what Nick was saying when he's like, hey, we were going to talk about this. And I'm like, you're goddamn right we were because I remember saying that, but I don't remember what we were going to talk about. So I got to go back and watch that. So, Bull, you got anything to add as final thoughts before we call it? No. How about you, Nick? Uh, just one real quick one. So my Substack is turning to mostly paid subscriptions now. So there will still be some free stuff that I post. The Donut Theory series will be free, but a lot of the other stuff is going to be behind the paywall. And then also, not this week, but next week in Ernst Graf's penicillin um, is the first installment of a new thing that I, a new series I'm writing exclusively for them called Travels with Ernst. And it's, it's all about uh, Ernst and I traveling through Europe and then also in the States from, you know, 30 years ago when we were both working for our respective governments. So that, <laughs> so, you know, you can get that in penicillin. There's, yeah, there's no fee either. So if you're interested, uh, be looking for that next week. Sweet. And with that, kids, hey, y'all need to have a good night. Lord, I've had a good laugh, and I think I lived it right. But there's a big old orgy waiting for me in the sky. I'm sure behind them pearly gates there's booze and weed and pills. But if there ain't sluts in heaven, Lord, send me down the hill.